That was good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and those are the experiences that these people coming into NXT without any any wrestling in the the you know gambling halls and all that sort of shit aren't gonna get. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike. Yes, sir. Toll Bear. Hello. And ringing a ding a dinging all the way from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, the home of down home professional wrestling, Cookie. Mm. Yep, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Barely. Mm. Cookie, uh, last week, a, a, a big part of our show was telling you how crappy Gatlinburg, Tennessee is. Uh, I would like to get an update on this. How was your experience? Was it as crappy as we made it out to be? The answer or the short answer? Uh, we want the long answer. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, it was awful, Aaron. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's start off with the fact that the nearest Walmart and or grocery store it's 20 minutes away. From Gatlinburg? But Gatlinburg's well, like a hub of it industry. depends on where you're staying. Oh, right. Where we're staying. In our, in our little cabin, 20, 30 minutes away. And, I mean, Aaron, maybe this is a classic thing. I don't know. You tell me. We could not find any 40s to save our life. <laughs> is that classic? Or is that not classic? Uh, Cookie, I, I, I would like to tell you that the demographic that usually drinks the 40s are not going to Gatlinburg and not living there. Yeah, I would say the 40s are much see, more of an urban find. Yes. Yeah. Okay, see, and now I'm putting two and two together. Economical consumers. You could probably find yeah. moonshine there, but pr- probably not King Cobra. There was a moonshine distillery there. I don't yeah, but that's that not the real stuff. No, 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 no. That's no, like government white, that's white lightning. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's that's not the good stuff. Uh, any any interesting Aaron, experiences? Oh yes, Aaron. Uh, there were many many peculiar peculiar looks. I will say that uh, at my hair at me, Kentre and I both were dumbfounded by um, how many people were just staring at us. Huh, it's a white yeah, person I was in like, uh, Asia. Yeah, I, I I think I saw the first time I saw a black person in Gatlinburg. I looked at Kentry and I said, "Kentry, look, they do exist here." Because yeah, yeah we saw I think maybe three black people, <laughs> and the rest were white. There were so many white people here. It really <laughs> was. Paint a, paint a like, picture. People don't know who what Kentry looks like, but Kentry is like tallish, very skinny, uh, black, dreads very long dreads. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of the. The yeah. nicest human being exactly, ever. Yes, with a nose ring. I'm sorry, I apologize. If if, if Kent, yes, Kentre is the Rastafarian, and I am the Black Panther leader with my hair. Yes. So we both look like we are just straight out of the. I don't even know. We just look like we are just straight out of a hip hop book, probably to all these people. Anyway, terrible. It was awful, Aaron. I will say we went into a Waffle House, Aaron. Yes. I didn't even eat the food. It's a waffle house. They, I don't even think the, the waiters looked me in the eye. I told Kendra, I, I said, I think the bathroom says blacks only and yeah. one says whites only as well. <laughs> yeah, Cookie, I, yeah. I'm glad that, that you have left uh, Gatlinburg. Um, yeah. 
I will say that you that you probably should go to Asheville. It's a more progressive city. Boone is even a little bit more progressive. Gatlinburg yeah, is me, not progressive. Well, let me ask you this, Aaron. Is, is Tennessee a red state? Uh, Tennessee is a yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's bleed red, red, brother. Yeah, it's a very red state. Bleed probably red. blue back in the fifties and sixties for the Southern uh, yeah. Democrats. I think Gore carried it too. Yeah, but but not now. For these you've people, got Nashville, uh, which listen. is like a big hub, and probably Knoxville and Memphis, which are more uh you know blue areas it's a but, big state though but it is a big state well i think gatlinburg is where they make the red i don't know why i think <laughs> that's just where they make all kinds of red republicans um <laughs> it's a brilliant brand i'll tell you about this the downtown area of gatlinburg it was just like myrtle beach you were so right about what that. did i tell you it, it, it was the most myrtle beach thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. It's just a strip of like land shark bar and grills, yeah. like shitty rides. It was, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's Gatlinburg, brother. Uh, now I get it, Aaron. Now I get it. I, there were more Bengals fans in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, than there were Tennessee Titans fans. Oh, I forgot that you were there while you were watching the game. Oh, uh, Aaron, I don't want to speak about that. That was a mm, – that, yeah, that hurt. That hurt a lot. It hurt a lot, Aaron. I mean, it's pretty nice when you throw a pick on your first throw and your last throw. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. Well, I can hear the hey, man. voice. I can't tell if you're disappointed with Gatlinburg, the hung Titans, hung over, or a combination of all mm-hmm. of it. Um, or if it's just that systemic and, and in-your-face racism just oh, the, wore you down yeah, over the Yeah, the oppression, oppression yeah. Of, of, mm-hmm. of Gatlinburg. Uh, Cookie, did, did, were you able to, to cut loose at all and have a good time? I did actually cut loose and have a good time. It was actually like in the cabin. We forgot we were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We had a good old time. <laughs> well, no, that, that's a part of Gatlinburg. You have a good old time in, in Gatlinburg. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we did a lot of things. Aaron played uh, played some what we call Rage Cage, which is the same thing as Stack Cup. Uh, played a lot of Birio Kart. Uh, just hung out, chit chatted. You know, did some nefarious activities. It was a great time. No strip clubs in Gatlinburg. No strip clubs. So we had to buy. We had to buy our strip clubs. So essentially, we bought our what we we bought our bachelor a blow up doll. So that was our. Strip club. <laughs> That's what we did for Tolberts. Fatty Patty. Fatty Patty. <laughs> Rest her soul. I, but let me ask you this, Aaron. Does Fatty Patty does, does Fatty Patty have any holes in her? Uh, Fatty Patty's dead at this point. Well, we. What did we do to her? She just got popped at the end, right? We, I mean, yeah. we didn't do anything if to I had her. To guess, I think Seth probably got a hold of Fatty I, Patty. I think, I th- yeah, I think Seth, yeah. Well, we, we expected the, the blow-up doll to have a hole, like a couple of holes, if you know what I mean. And there was zero <laughs> in this blow-up doll. <laughs> zero. Were you going to use the actual doll? We were going to give it to Bobby, and we also bought we also bought him uh, some blue raspberry lube to use it on the doll. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Y'all are weird, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna move on to. Oh, Talbert. we're the weird ones. How are we? How are we the weird ones? Talbert, how was your week? Oh, standard. <laughs> Mike, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Talbert, anything crazy going on this week? No. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> Tobert is stressed. Tobert looks like 
he's he's going on no sleep, Jerry, no sleep. Uh, and he is. I watched Ice Fall. I got shot on by an infant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, winter storm uh, this week. Uh, Tolbert, was that affected? Did you guys close down the bar for the winter storm? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I figured. And I figured that that these events uh, make the uh, the people more ravenous to get out to go get drunk downtown and then drive off into the ice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Because uh, I know for a fact, when I was living downtown, uh, Barbary, especially like during hurricanes, like it's open until the power goes off and then probably until the kegs are done. See, North Carolinians can handle hurricanes all day, but, you know, throw a, an inch of ice in there and shit goes to hell real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I figured that uh, that was probably the case that you guys were, were packed during the week. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah. It was desolate. It was like a ghost town outside. You open the doors to any random little bar. It's like a ski lodge in there. It's like the pet shop uh, in the, uh, the, the, the beer baron episode of yes. the Simpsons, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then Barney's going to get caught in the, uh, the, the bowling alley, uh, the, the spinning of, of, the, <laughs> yeah. of the pet shop. Uh, but yeah, standard week, nothing crazy. Not as, not as good as your week. Uh, well, yeah, w- which we will get to in a second. Uh, Mike, anything going on this week? Nah, man, just continue, you know, working on the kitchen, getting that stuff ready, um, getting countertops this week, hopefully. Uh, survived the ice storm well. I was well prepared and didn't get to use any of my survival gear, unfortunately. As an Ohioan, uh, w- was this just standard fare? Uh, I mean, in Ohio, you don't really get ice storms. So Really? Yeah, no, it's snow. It's like it's, it's cold enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold enough. Um, so, you know, but you got to prepare and, you know, you get ready. I think it was freaking insane that people will just swarm the grocery store. Like at, everybody knew for a week ahead of time yeah. that this was going to be a one day thing. Like most people have enough food in their house to last them one day. You would think, but yeah, man, grocery stores are fucking insane. It was crazy. Um, but no, we survived, got a little bit of stuff done around the house, got to hang out in my shed. Pretty fun. <laughs> did not lose power. Not, did not lose power, um, which is there's pros and cons that I, I do enjoy the fact that I get to you know hook up my generator to my transfer switch that I spent a lot of time installing. But um, other than that, yeah, it was, it was good. I was, I, we got called off work on Friday, so um, had a two-day weekend. Worked today. Lots of COVID down here in Brunswick County. Just sh- shouting that out. Great. A lot of COVID. Great. And I'm glad that you're here with me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got to wear an um, N95 for like six hours today. It was great. My nose and face feel awesome. Yeah. So so if, if the exposure that I had last night. Uh, no, you're, you're definitely um, more contagious to something than I am. Yes. Yeah, because you only had like a little mask on last night and you were surrounded by all these like Hicks and Hillbillies in Spartanburg. Correct. Yes. Whereas, you know, I was gowned up in appropriate levels of PPE, double masked goggles and the whole works. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I did last night was probably riskier than than 100 percent. OK, yeah, I'm sure Aaron was burning Carhartt in the parking lot with everybody. Last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> we no. talk about how dumb that is. No, no I was not. Hello. Katie. Yeah, I, I did not burn any Carhartt last night. I, uh, <laughs> I I tried to stay away from the rednecks as much as possible. Um, so let me tell you about my my weekend. About two months ago, uh, Dax texted me and said, hey, we're going to have our first and probably only independent show for a really long time. Uh, we've got a, a mutual friend named Charlie Dreamer. He was one of the best baby faces in all of the Carolinas. 
back in the day. He had some classic matches. Uh, he moved to Texas about 10 years ago. So, so none of us has really gotten to see him. Dax a little bit more than others because he travels all over the world. And, and you know, when he goes to Texas, Charlie is able to, you know, go to the show and he's able to see him there. Um, so Dax said, I'm going to surprise him. Um, I'm going to get him tickets to, to the airplane tickets. And we're going to fly him up. So I'm like, all right, so this is a big deal. I haven't seen Charlie in almost a decade. And I, I want to go up and I, I definitely want to go see this show because the main event was the Rock and Roll Express against FTR. Uh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time of that generation and the greatest tag team of all time of this generation coming together. Uh, and it's old Southern wrestling. It was not your typical um, spot fest kind of wrestling show. It was a very Southern wrestling show in Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. Friday, I was looking at the, the uh, earlier in the week, I was looking at that Friday evening into Saturday. We were going to have an ice storm. Started getting nervous and kind of bummed out because I was not able to go to the Raleigh show. Uh, so I was kind of sad. I was like, I'm surprised you didn't drive. I thought you were going to drive down the day before. I thought I was too. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely uh, thought about it a little bit more. Um, so, I mean, th there, there were some issues to that. Uh, the reason why I couldn't go up the night before I was going to stay at taxes, but th there was, you know, issues there. Um, so I am getting ready to go and I text my uncle Roger and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to Spartanburg tonight. How are the driving conditions up there? And he's like, it's fine. A little powdery. It's fine. He freaking texts my mom and says, Aaron's going to Spartanburg tonight. And I'm like, uncle Roger, you snake. <laughs> You were a snake, Uncle Roger, because then a two wheel drive Tacoma and a two wheel drive Tacoma four cylinder. <laughs> uh, I get a call from Howard Varnum, uh, you know, the the, the fun police, as, as he, he <laughs> sometimes is, uh, gives me a call. And he says, Aaron, you ain't going to Spartanburg. And I'm like, Dad, uh, OK, all right, I'm taking I'm taking what you're you're, you're telling me. I'm, I'm not going to Spartanburg. Uh He's like, you better not go. And I know I know what you that sound in your voice sounds like you're going to go. And I'm like, all right, Dad, whatever. Okay. Uh, thank you, Howard. Got off the phone with Howard and Barbara, <laughs> uh, loaded up my rugby bag, got in the car, got going to Spartanburg. The uh, the drive for the most part was pretty safe. Uh, the, the hardest part was getting out of New Hanover County, going over the Memorial Bridge was the scariest part. Uh, a little bit in Brunswick County and a little bit in Columbus County was a little bit icy. Uh, so I'm driving along. I'm turning off on I-95 and all of a sudden it hits me and I know what it is. I start getting the cold sweat. I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> and like, it's not number one. It is definitely number two. And it's an emergency situation. And I got to go now. Uh, the closest exit was the Dillon exit which is the greatest uh, tourist trap, which is a place that, that I feel is just sums up my life in general, south of the border, which is a beautiful, beautiful place, a little bit tacky, a little bit lovely. <laughs> little I love, bit. <laughs> I love south a of the border. Bit, I love driving by south of the south border. Of the border it's, it's incredible. So as a child, um, my parents always refused to stop at south of the border for me. And I'd always be like, look at that place. That place is awesome. My parents are like, no, we're not stopping there. It's a tourist trap. So I kind of made a deal with myself that every time I pass by it now as a human adult, that I'm going to stop there as much as possible. And let me tell you, boys, 
the snow surrounding Pedro's tower, Pedro's sombrero tower was absolutely gorgeous. Had to snap a pick. I took a dump. People were coughing all around me. It was disgusting. Uh, oh. It is south of the border through and through a disgusting place. But it's oh, so beautiful. Got to see Pedro say what's up. Got back on the road. Got to Spartanburg about 430. Checked into my hotel uh, and then took a quick shower, which I was going to a wrestling show. Why am I going to take a shower before a wrestling show? Realized I did not bring my deodorant. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to be the <laughs> smelliest person there. Uh, it is a professional wrestling show in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fact. Got to the Memorial Auditorium, hung out there. So I got there at like 5.15, doors open at 6.15. So I got to hang out for an hour uh, backstage with, with, with FTR and, and a little bit of Rock and Roll Express. And, and most importantly, George South. I was talking to George, and all of a sudden, I get shoulder checked by somebody. And I look, and it's Robert Gibson, who I've never had a conversation with in my entire life or talked to. And he looked at me and like nodded his head and laughed. It was like one of those things <laughs> where it's like Bill Mar the Bill Murray stories where it's like nobody would ever believe you. Yeah. Robert Gibson shoulder checked me and walked it off like it was like nothing. Was it a nice firm shoulder? Check? Yeah, he was like, you could tell that like he was like. Trying to get me, you know, like get me going, like trying to like work me into a shoot here in the middle of the maybe there. he just didn't see you uh, he probably didn't <laughs> see me but he looked and Aaron, did you sell it say what did you sell it uh, yeah because i was like who the fuck shoulder checked me and uh <laughs> my friend stutz who was there i was like robert gibson just shoulder checked me and he's like that guy is fucking insane he always does shit like this and i'm like all right okay okay so we start the show we're watching the show um I have figured out that my hearing is so bad and that when I'm at these shows, it's so loud. It's so in my face that that's why I kind of want to sit up top and not talk to anybody because I can't understand what they're saying anyway, if they're talking to me throughout the match. So it kind of gives me a little bit of solitude. I'm like sting in the rafters, just watching these <laughs> matches. So I'm sitting there up, up top watching these matches. Uh, I got to see Scott Steiner put up some local guy in a Steiner recliner. I got to see uh, Scotty Tuhati wrestle last night, a, a pretty fun 10-minute uh, matchup. And uh, who else did I get to Mauler see? Mauler South. Well, I, I'm, okay. I'm getting to that. Okay. Um who cares? Uh, yeah, the other yeah. So the other three, it was it was a decent little card. Uh, Southern wrestling, not your typical technical masterpieces were going on. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your boy got to hear Journeys "Don't Stop Believing." And the more I hear this, so "Don't Stop Believing" is one of these songs. You know, when you're a kid, you like it because it's it's catchy and you can sing along with it, right? Then, as early adulthood, you can get drunk and sing along to it. Then a little bit more, you start to hate it and resent the song because all the drunks around you are singing it at 2 a.m. Yep. And it, it's awful. And it's one of those songs that you just like start to hate. I have come full circle with this song. And when George South walks out to it, it's one of those moments that you feel like you feel the, the goosebumps happen. You know, George South is going to come out and you're hoping that he's a heel so he can cut a hell of a promo. If you go on our Twitter, you can see a nine-minute George South tirade 
tirade, not even a promo. This was a tirade. I believe that George South could be the number one insult comedian if he were to retire from the ring. I, I feel that he is absolutely incredible and uh, got to do what he, he got to do last night. So he had a matchup against Jerry the King Lawler. It was for his dirty jacket given to him by one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And uh, it was for Jerry the Lawler's crown. So they had this matchup. Uh, George South at the beginning of the matchup told the woman referee, I ain't see a woman in this ring. Why don't you go get a real woman from the back to referee this match? And kept like shoving her and just being really bad. Um, So the referee gave up on George South and blatantly saw Jerry the King Lawler cheat to win this matchup. George South lost last night in a, a barn burner, if you will, of, of uh, just basically promo class. There was not a lot of holds. There was not a lot of moves. It's, it's, it's not real bad, but it's slightly bad enough that if George South had a Twitter, I would be slightly worried of somebody trying to cancel. Uh, yeah, and George don't care about being canceled. He's got Jesus. I think you just turned me gay. <laughs> Is that Bruce Jenner? Is that Bruce Jenner over there? I can't tell which was the, the girl. So anyways, I'm just saying I would pay a lot of money to see Bruce Jenner versus George South. That's all oh, I'm saying. Oh, my God. I would pay. George South has become, you know, now that Tracy Smothers has passed away, you know, George has kind of become the, the, the new standby. He's a little bit cleaner than Tracy Smothers, but he is uh, he, he is the new the, the new apex of our old Southern wrestling promos that, that we like to the, the heat seeker promo. 100%. But anyways, um, after the, that matchup, uh, FTR came out and got to have a really fun matchup against the Rock and Roll Express. And it was one of those moments that you're sitting there, you're absorbing it, you're having a good time, and you know that, that those guys in the ring, this is something very special for them. Uh, it, it is a, a matchup that, that can only happen, you know, once in a generation. That's, that's what they're just calling it, you know, one and done. But it was a, a very fun matchup. Uh, between FTR and, and rock and roll, nothing too crazy. You could tell that FTR came to, to work and, and make uh, rock and roll look real good throughout the matchup. Afterwards, uh, Dax cut a great promo to uh, saying how much that he respects them and how the, that the rock and roll express kind of paved the way for, for what he's doing in professional wrestling and allowing for him to feed his wife, his kid and being able to provide for them because the rock and roll express were able to do that in the eighties and kind of build a, you know, a, a good tag team professional wrestling scene back then. So it was a very special uh, event uh, afterwards. got to hang out in the locker room a little bit more. I'm, I'm having a beer. I had, I had a beer in the locker room with the guys and I turned my head and um, Robert Gibson's dick was right there beside my face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm looking <laughs> And Robert Gibson's just standing there with with with. Well, he's got a shirt on, but he's got Winnie nothing. the Pooh in it. He yeah, he was Winnie the Pooh in it. He was just walking around the locker room oh with just God. a shirt on, and his dick's just hanging, like swinging around and just walking. And he looks at me. He's like, "Hey, boy, you you got any Copenhagen long cut?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, I got crazy." He's like, "Fuck that shit, I want some Copenhagen." <laughs> he's walking around with his dick out for like 15 minutes. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like a transitional period between taking off stuff and putting stuff on or walking to the shower. It was him. I mean, that is his transitional period. Like that's how long it takes 15 him. minutes. I mean, 
Hey, man. Robert Gibson just walking it, letting it all show. And I was. It's a locker room. He's old. That's what old people do in a locker room. Within five feet from it. I'm just like, all right, there's Robert Gibson. I, I thought that this was like one of those things like in the animal kingdom. He, he shoulder checks me first. He, he, he sees that I'm like this new young lion about to take over the pride. And he sees me and he shoulder checks me. And he's, he's trying to, to unnerve me a little bit. And then he, he walks around with his dick out. And, you know, it just made me feel. And you did nothing to. Uh, I did nothing. I, I couldn't I couldn't make icon. I couldn't make single eye contact. With him. He is single handedly uh, made he, you his bitch. He, he uh, knocked me off my game last night. I, I will tell you that. So. Aaron, I think you put him over. I, I, I will put over that man now. He, hey, man, it's a goat dick you got to see. Yeah, that was one of the greatest <laughs> tag team champs of all time, and it was within five feet of my face. So there you go. Um, so that was the story I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, afterwards, we're wrapping up. Um, I'm talking to, to Cash, and Cash is like, well, wh- what are we going to do? Uh, like, I, I just called the Buffalo Wild Wings. They're not showing the pay-per-view tonight. I'm like, my girlfriend's a huge wrestling uh, UFC fan. Uh, she has ordered it so I can log on and watch it. I can put it on in my hotel room. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we brought over three or four guys and, and cash came over and we watched the UFC pay-per-view and ate Marco's pizza Ooh, in my hotel room last night. The, the finest Italian treat. It's uh, I, I have not shit today. I don't know if it was because I shit so much in Pedro <laughs> yesterday, but I, uh, it reminds me of one of those like people magazine, like celebrities. They're just like us. Yeah. It's like sitting in a hotel room with a triple A champion uh, <laughs> eating shitty fucking garbage pizza. Oh, awful, <laughs> awful pizza. I was like, I was like Marco's. What the fuck is Marco's? He's like, well, I mean, Domino's and Pizza Hut are closed right now. So Marco's is all we got. And I'm like, yeah, get it, Dan. That's fine. <laughs> so that's what we did last night. That was my very interesting trip. Got to get up this morning, get back on the road, highway run. To the Midnight Sun. That's right, baby. You got anything to add, Tolbert? Uh, no, it sounds like I wish I could have gone, but, you know, I didn't want to catch COVID and I had to make some money. But I'm glad you had a good time. It sounds like a typical Aaron Varnum wrestling adventure. Yes, very much so. Yeah, it, it was it was a blast. I, I had so much fun. And uh, hopefully soon... Uh, hopefully I didn't get COVID. We'll find out uh, yeah. eventually in the next. Uh, thank you. Days. Thank you for uh, getting me my George South death Mets t-shirt. I, I'm probably going to ride over on my way to work and grab it from you. Yes. So, which, which is ironic because he could have come over now for the, the podcast, right? Yeah. But I, I've got to provide dinner for my family. Oh, oh this is how you provide <laughs> for your wife and your child. All right. So this week we're talking about Eddie Guerrero. Uh, last week, Mike said he did not like Eddie Guerrero. We're going on from mm. that. Let's talk about some wrestling this week. I, I, I hope he changes his mind this week. Uh, yeah. Put words in my mouth. I, I hope so. I didn't like. All right. Well, well, let's talk about some wrestling. Right, uh, for our first matchup of the evening, Big Mike, you have got one Brock Lesnar against Eddie Guerrero. That is correct. Brock Lesnar, the current WWF champion against Eddie Guerrero. No way out. February 15th, 2004. Um, 
match starts. I mean, the video starts. They're already in the ring, so we didn't get to see anybody's walkout or anything like that. Um, Would have been kind of cool because Eddie, Eddie had a pretty good walkout, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of it was lit, great. Lit yeah, up yeah. the room a little bit. Um, I, I think at this time, he, Cookie, do you think he was coming out on on the in the uh, the car at this time? Yes. Okay, he was. Yeah, so this was the car walkout, which was pretty awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, they're in the ring. Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar. This is pre-stomach tat Brock Lesnar, so he does look pretty young and baby-faced, um, but he is yacked. Uh, Eddie, also pretty yacked, though. Um, and it's Taz and Cole on the mic, um, kind of playing up. Get a little bit of backstory, but not too much. Um, and they get right into it. And for the first two-thirds of this match, it's really kind of Eddie being that underdog fighting from the bottom, doing his best to kind of, you know, get a couple in on Brock, but then Brock just yeeting Eddie yeah. um, in and out of the ring. Brock, though, works pretty well, too. There was a one spot where he went to knee Eddie. Eddie ducked out of the way, and Brock literally just jumped out of the fucking ring um, <laughs> over the corner post. <laughs> yeah. You and I were talking about this a little bit. Um, when Brock wants to work, he he'll he'll bring his work in boots. and you can act. I mean, and it's tough. It's tough to see it because Brock does not wrestle on during the week. Like he only wrestles pay per views. But you can really tell like who he really enjoys working with versus. Who and it's he, usually smaller guys. He loves working smaller dudes. Um, and I and you can just you can just see the appreciation that he had for Eddie throughout the whole match. Um, I don't know if Eddie has any shoot wrestling background. I know he was just like a, a second generation. Well, yeah, Ustawa, but, yeah, he grew up in a, a wrestling family. But like Brock, the thing I liked about this match, and it might be just because it's later Eddie um, when Eddie's a little bit bigger, but it was a lot of just groundwork. Brock was actually wrestling. Eddie looked like he was doing some wrestling. We get some amazing like um, ankle locks and just like just real like, I don't know anti what you would expect or what I was expecting to see from Eddie Guerrero. Right. right. So in the nineties, WCW, all that sort of stuff, we see this high flyer. Um, anytime Eddie is in a mullet, you're expecting to see some crazy stuff. Right. And this is definitely not that style of a match. Um, and we, you know, fast forward, eventually we get into kind of the near the finish. Um, Eddie does his, was it called the three amigos? Yes. So I, they didn't call it the three mm-hmm. amigos at the time. Sorry. So yeah. See, that's, I, Luckily, I, I didn't feel like that. I, I yawned. Sorry, boys. I, I had a very uh, wild. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trip. entertaining you, Aaron. It's the come. Um, and so, Jesus. And uh, so he hits the three amigos. Crowds eating it up. They've been cheering for Eddie this whole time. Some Eddie chance. There's a whole huge Eddie sign in the back. Um, hits it. Brock's kind of dazed and confused. He does um, go for the F5, and he hits the F5 and knocks out the ref. Whoa, man, like kind of crazy, right? Ref pumps, those don't happen anywhere. Um, and, uh, and this guy is knocked the fuck out. Normally, these referees are kind of rolling or all this sort of stuff. Hebner, man, this wasn't Earl, but his son um, is just knocked out. And so the thing I did like about it is Brock then goes for the pin. And it's rare that you see the heel be spoiled by the ref pump. So that was kind of cool. I even said, I, I think you might even heard me. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Brock's working Eddie a little bit more since the ref's knocked out. Brock goes for another F5 and Eddie counters it with a DDT. And I told you, I was like, why doesn't anybody else do that anymore? Like it was clean. It looked great. All this sort of stuff. Um, and so now everybody's kind of, kind of dazed and confused a little bit. Brock gets the upper hand again on Eddie because Eddie went out to the ring to get to do all this other shit. And uh, 
out of nowhere, Goldberg spears <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and let me tell you, the crowd popped huge for it. Don't get me wrong. Like they you, fucking you made out you, you made they, a guttural growl when they it fucking popped. But this is again 2004, 2005, whatever the fuck. They they haven't they don't li- know what happened in Saudi Arabia. I in literally watch this and mm-hmm. go, oh, like it was 27 yeah. minutes of like this really good buildup. Um, great, great wrestling match. Character building character work again. You guys give me shit. I didn't say I didn't like Eddie, but what it's hard to do in a vacuum when you're watching single matches and single clips is to kind of get a feel for character work and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, even with good visuals and all sorts of stuff, like it, some some people are just amazing at it and getting you to buy in. I think Terry Funk's one of those. I think Ric Flair's one of those. Um, but you know, Eddie's good at it. But he's just he's, to me, you need to be great to really get somebody to buy into something that you're just watching on YouTube. Ten years, fifteen, thirty. Yeah, years and later. I, and you know, I can't see that. And so you know, you know, I've, I've have I bought into this thing, and then fucking Goldberg comes in here and just like <laughs> slips his dick in it, and you're just like, God damn it, dude. Um, and it really just fucking killed it for me. Yeah. Crowd loved it. Cool. Oh, man. Yada, yada, yada. Eddie Guerrero gets the win. Oh, and it fucking, it was like the crowd was so hyped and the crowd. I was, I was so excited for the crowd. I was so excited for Eddie and I was just so defeated. Like it literally, I get it. I, get I was it. just, I was, dude, when he came out of there, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, and, but it is, it's, oh, it's like, man. it's classic wow. WWE. It's why I don't watch WWE anymore. It's what do you expect, pal? It's just, you know, it is what it is. I can imagine I would have probably popped at the time if I was watching, but um, in a vacuum, not the greatest way to end what was a really good wrestling match up until that point. But it was exciting to see how excited Eddie was. Was this his first t- like? Title yeah, match? yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. Uh, I mean, the, the the crowd like they almost burned the place down. Yeah, it reminded cookie. me of when Hangman. Was oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cookie, uh, uh, for context, this was this was like I mean, like they. All my DVD, like I've got an Eddie, Eddie Guerrero DVD set, and and this was yeah. on it, and this was like such a big deal because he was, he was like a perennial fan favorite, even when he was a heel, when he was a face, everybody loved him because he, he was so respected. Um, they grew up yeah. with him, like me. I grew up yeah. with him. Cookie grew up with him, and then, but he was one of those guys that never necessarily needed the championship, and. Um, kind of like Darby Allen, like is now. So, but, but when Darby Allen wins it, eventually people are going to be, it, it's going to be that same sort of feeling yeah. like the story, the built-in yeah. story was really good. Like you had that part of the story and then you had the David and Goliath. Part well, and I, I would say it's probably like one of those things where and WWE does not do a good job of it anymore of like actually building a story, like a long-term build yeah. for a baby face to kind of go over eventually, which is why I thought it was really cool that the ref pump happened and all that sort of stuff. And I thought it could have, they didn't need it. Right. You didn't, you fucking didn't need it. Like um, at one point, you know, when Brock goes out and gets the belt, like, and that, that, that was the reversal. So when Eddie reversed the F five, Brock hit the, got DDT onto the belt that Brock Brock had brought in. Like, that's all you needed. Like you can literally finish it there. And one, two, three crowd goes apeshit still. You don't get the fucking, I don't know. I get it. I get it. But also, they were building for the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar matchup at WrestleMania, correct, Cookie? That is correct. 
And I, and I bet I that was a big, a big match. Oh, it was awful. No, no, it was oh, terrible. No. It ended up with Stone Cold because both of them were leaving the company. And Stone Cold, it just ended with Stone Cold stunning both of them. <laughs> he was yeah. the special guest the referee. You literally just made me ruin this. <laughs> this is why I don't watch it. Like, it's just, it, I, and I will say on this podcast, and I will hold to this, I have vowed ever since this Gunther tragedy that I will not watch any WWE programming besides the Royal Rumble. <laughs> besides the one that Whoa. monetary funds will be exchanged. That I can have some kind of secondary benefit and enjoyment because I get zero enjoyment out of watching WWE. And the Royal Rumble is just a different kind of feeling. Yeah. Because, again, there's some, there's some secondariness to it. Whereas, like, WrestleMania. Because you're a gambling guy. I'm just like, whatever. But I'm not a gambling addict. I like to gamble. That's first, first sign is denial. I'm not denying it. I like to gamble. Okay. All right. Mike. Hey. Yeah. Because real quick, real quick. Yeah, I sure. get it. I get what you're saying about the vacuum. I understand that. So you won't probably get jumped by everyone because you said what you said about Eddie Guerrero. But I think Mike, I think everyone's just gonna look at you with a side eye, just like, hmm. Well, you like can, you cannot respect what I have to say. Every, every one of my patients doesn't respect what I say. I deal with this on a daily basis. <laughs> people are not giving a fuck. My own kids don't respect what I say. <laughs> or, or your wife. No, that's <laughs> so, funny. so I'm just a guy that's talking funny. into a cloud. <laughs> uh, what, this is like death of a, a death of a salesman, but it's death of a, a, a PT is, is the new, he's the new Willie Loman over here. I, uh, yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. It's tough. Coming into wrestling the way I have, it is tough to kind of build an enjoyment for characters that do not currently or actively wrestle. I get it. I mean, but you you do have respect for some of the guys that kind of transcended professional wrestling. And I, like I said, I respect Eddie. He's an amazing worker. He does good character work. He's he's fun to watch. I just, it's just not. It hasn't shown thisness that that I don't know. And we'll talk. Well, I'm, I'm not going home and YouTubing any Guerrero matches. <laughs> oh, but it's the best. His clips are amazing. He's free big show with a hose full of poop. <laughs> Literally a poop hose. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mike. Uh, yeah, that's great. Mike has gone full heel. Uh, yep. not even like th- this is like full on like this isn't shit heel. This is I don't even think it's that big of a deal. This is super <laughs> heel. Just because I disagree, you guys disagree with my opinion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? I don't Mike? believe it. Uh, any more blasphemy? Nah, that's it. Shout hey, shout out Twitter. We did great on Twitter this week. We, did, we had some I, good. I'm tweets. not going to go into the nitty gritty. I did live tweet while I watched Tolbert's match. Um, so if you're interested, you know, go back into our Twitter archives and look at that. Aaron had some funny ones as well. Man, um, did I, I didn't live tweet. Uh, no, no I, I had terrible service. No, you didn't, you didn't tweet anything from a- actively from the, the rest of the I show. I do have on, on our Twitter now, if you want to watch the George South nine minute promo, I put it on a YouTube link. Uh, it is on our Twitter. So it is pretty good. So, yeah, go ahead. Check it out. Feel free to, you know, blow up our DMs and tell me how much of a fucking idiot I am. It's all right. Um, or if you agree with me, let me know. And then I'll have some so, somewhere in this crazy world of seven billion people. There is a niche of the Internet that does not like Eddie Guerrero. Maybe I'll find them. double K. Uh, but no, no, because I, I just said that I don't not like him. I, He's good. 
double K from Kentucky. That that is, we're, we're not saying triple K. We're saying double K, which is Kentucky Kevin. I bet the people. That <laughs> is our new nickname. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you are now. Uh, but uh, he he was very much in in line with um, Cookie's uh, hot take, which was you don't fuck with Eddie and you don't fuck with Selena. I yep. agree with that. That is true. I bet the people in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, don't like Eddie Guerrero either. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, hey, hey, a good old American boy could be could be wrestling in that ring. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know though. I think that 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 Eddie transcended. Uh, uh, never mind. I, I remember last week there was an Eddie mowed my lawn. Uh, all right. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Cookie, for the strong style. Oh my God, I gotta pull this up. I I am a, a doofus here. Uh, Cookie, you want me to say it, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you've got a triple A uh, match. I think it's uh, it's not triple A. It's like IW. Is so it's it's El Hijo del Santos, which is the son mm-hmm. of the saint, which was a big professional wrestler, and was it El Octagon? It was uh yes, Octagon. And and they are going against uh Eddie Guerrero and Come Art on. Bar. There you go. There you go. Alright. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Be here. I lost my notes. <laughs> I can't I, I just can't get over I cannot get over Mike's takes right now on Eddie Guerrero. Well just, we've got wow. two more matches for Mike. Maybe he'll change his mind by the end of it. We just established it's I just not feel hate. Like- it's an apathy. There's a difference. You, I get it, Mike. You just had to be there. You know, you had to. Well, see I wasn't. Every week I can't. I said, but I know, here's the thing. Going back to it for a second. You don't have any storylines from Terry Funk, and and we were able to convert you for Terry. But it, it, the difference mm-hmm. is, he's one of the few people that can literally get you to buy into any wrestling match that he's in. Because he's I, crazy. I was, I was locked in on that that you know high school wrestling match or the match the high school where he shoves his thumb up fucking Dusty Rhodes' ass. Yeah, it was interesting. It was yeah, it was something. He was he he was yeah okay all right all right cookie. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, the gist the gist of this match is that Eddie is the son of Gory Guerrero, and obviously Ivo De Santo is the son of Santo. Hence the name. Now, uh, Gory and Santo used to be a tag team called the Atomic Bear. Is that correct, Aaron? Sure. <laughs> Check the archives. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that checks out. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. There we go. Uh, and uh, Eddie basically uh, defected his Mexican ties, and he is basically become a Karen at this point in his life. So he is super American. He is no longer Mexican at all. He said, my father carried the team, and he's one of those people that's basically just saying, my father was so overshadowed by Santo, I don't want to tag team with Santo myself or Hijo de Santo, so what I'm going to do is be an American supporter with Art Bar, and we're going to be the biggest heel tag team in Mexican wrestling. Does that, does that sound about right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, so <laughs> the first thing I just want to say is, fuck Mike Tanay. 
Period. <laughs> Why? Pretty sure he's on commentary. Because he's on commentary. Did you not watch my match? I did, but Mike Tanay. So, yeah, because it was Mike Tanay and uh, what's his name from ROH? Were the oh, two that is that who that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy, we, we've talked about him. Uh, I can't even think of it. I see his face in my freaking head You're not right talking now. about Nigel, No, 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 no. It, it, it's, uh, it, it, I won't, I'll figure it out in a few minutes. Um, Kelly. Okay. Kelly. It's it, it, Michael Kelly. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I, I Kevin like Kelly. Kelly. I do is not it like, Kevin Kelly? I do not like. Who cares? Kevin Kelly. It's Kevin Kelly. Well, I thought he was the lead singer of. Uh, that's Kevin Kinney's the lead singer of uh, Driving and Crying. Shit. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, he, um, he he's the other commentary. But yeah, Mike Tenay is one of those guys that he he's always the smartest guy. He always wants to make himself. He, he's a lot like Excalibur, where he's like, actually, that was the uh, rocket ship plancha, and you're like, shut up, dude, like. <laughs> Exactly. Just tell the story. Exactly. Fucking hate his voice. I want you to know that, Aaron. I hate Mike Tanay's voice. I don't know how I watched TNA. I really do not. Looking back on it, because <laughs> you had Don West doing like this. Rah! Jesus, that was a what a time to be alive. Am I right? Um. Anyway, going back to my match. Uh. At one point, he explains a racial slur towards Mexicans. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The swimming thing. The swimming thing. He explained that to the American viewers just in case they didn't know what that was. Boy, boy, oh boy. Conan uh, apparently is going to be on the show later, and he's the star of a Mexican soap opera. Did not know that. That's but back when he uh, had hair. I don't think I've ever seen Conan with hair. I thought he was just boring bald. I thought he was just one of those people like Stone Cold that just never had hair. I just imagine that they're always bald. <laughs> right. Stunning Steve definitely had hair. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go ahead and start the count now. Uh, Cookie, I, I'm also, since you are calling in today, I'm just going to do this. Cookie's top four, and Cookie, you are going to have to give me the numbers. All right. I got you. All right. So, number one, there are levels to the frog splash. You got RVD, Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show. That five-star frog splash is... Uh, it's just, it's simply just mesmerizing. It's a, it's a great, it's a great maneuver, super athletic guy. It looks good, right? Ed Guerrero's is absolutely classic. They want him to match against uh, Brock Lesnar and want him the WWE title. Just a classic move. And everyone imitates it from Seth Rollins to Kevin Owens and all these other new generation of people. They imitate his version of that frog splash. Montez Ford, super athletic frog splash, right? But Art Bar is a freak of nature. It's like one of the best ones I've ever seen in a very long time. Yes. Cookie, Can you describe I, it to the people here? When I, when I saw his frog splash, Art Bar, I said, holy crap. I said, he just buried yeah. Eddie. I didn't know Eddie. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know Art yeah, Bar, I didn't know yeah. the whole background. But I was like, man, he just showed he Eddie got, up. He got up so high. And, and the like the movement where you like touch your elbows, like it's like he like touched his asshole with his elbows. It, it and goes and goes and out. It was incredible. Yeah, he, he jumped like almost 10 feet into the air, it feels like. It, it almost looks like he like takes his arms and goes over his entire body and then hits the move. Like that's how high he got. It was excellent. It was amazing. Art Bar, phenomenal. 
very sad story, but uh, I respect Eddie a lot because of what he did. And, you know, he, you could, he took a lot of maneuvers from Art Bar, and I respect it because he kind of kept that kept Art Bar style of wrestling going on. That what happened? Uh, he died. <laughs> well, duh. but he also I mean, like there was some stuff like there was some accusations um, of like some, like sexual assault sort of stuff against him. Uh, th- there was some weird stuff. And I think it was like a, a was it a drug overdose cookie? It, it was some unknown problems at first, but apparently they said it was like a like a heart issue, some type oh. of heart failure, or something okay. like that. So those- we we have had Art Bar on the show before as the juicer, the Beetlejuice uh, character that that Tolbert had a match with in WCW. That was Art Bar. That was Art oh. Bar. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow, he looks a lot better in this match. I'll just say that. <laughs> anyway, we'll go to number two. Boy, Eddie Guerrero was trying to kill Santo with that botch. And I normally don't slander Eddie, but that move, he almost looked like he almost killed Santo. If you remember seeing that, that it was like a Frank, elevated Frankensteiner. It looked tough to do, and I don't even know why he tried it. But correct me if I'm wrong, it, was Eddie like super young at this time? Uh, like- I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say super young, but this was definitely... Like this was after the Terry Funk match that they had on WCW, and then you know he, he's one of those guys that that kind of grew up in the business. So, you know, w- when he went against Terry Funk on in WCW, he was super young. But this is probably like you know early to mid twenties, Eddie. Okay, so he's still, so he's not green per se. Okay, I won't no. use I won't use green. He was not green. All right, that was just a bad move. But holy hell, he almost killed Santel. Anyway, he got I think he got the fall off of that move, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the first and, one. Uh, yeah. And by the way, this, this was one of those, um, I think it was a two out of three falls match. Is that what it was? Yes. And it was for, like uh, it was a hair versus mask match. Hair versus mask, yes. And uh, let's see. Let's go ahead. And, I'm going to go ahead and go to number three. Now, I need every single young wrestler who does flippy shit to listen to this very closely. You want to learn how to do a real suicide dive? You want to be Mr. Tope Suicida? You watch Octagon and Hijo de Santo in my match. Like, Santo literally dives head first. No arm extension, nothing. Just head nails Art Bar right in the chest. Yeah, it reminded now me that Cookie, you remember that uh, suicide dive that uh, Darby Allen did a couple months ago on, like, a pay-per-view? Yes. Yeah, if that's that's what it looked like. That both of them nailed Eddie and Art Bar. It was and, and they like flew back. It wasn't one of these like let me timidly catch you kind of things. I don't mind when they, they're exactly. that aggressive. Yeah, that that made that made it look realistic. I, or that was realistic. I was like, okay. it was real. I mean, they fucking missiled them by <laughs> torpedoed themselves. Like, if he broke his neck, I wouldn't have been surprised because it looked like he literally went head first into that man's chest, full speed. Fucking crazy. I'm gonna go to my honorable mentions. All right, so it's gonna be kind of crazy to say this, but I saw a lot of Eddie Guerrero in Art Bar, and it makes sense with their history. Like Art had the flair about him. He did like, he, like with his death and everything. I know, I know it really affected Eddie. Um, but like I said, I, was, I think the Frog Splash and he did some other moves like a drop kick. I think a lot of those things were not to Art Bar. So just wanted to shout that out. We got Louis Spicoli, Madonna's boyfriend. 
I don't know what that is. I don't I don't know who Madonna's boyfriend is, but Aaron, do you know who Louis Spicoli is? Uh, so there was a Spicoli in the movie um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was played by Sean Penn. Sean Penn dated uh, Madonna briefly. Uh, but there was also a wrestler that. named Spicoli for a little bit as well. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's your history lesson. Um, there were some pretty sweet moves in this match. I mean, you got some pretty unique maneuvers from both Eddie and Art Bar. Spinning Tombstone, you got the frog splash, obviously. The suicide dies. There's a sunset flip to the outside of Frankensteiner, belly to belly from the top rope. This match had a lot of great wrestling in it. Albeit it was 30 minutes, still some phenomenal wrestling in that match. And Mike, did you get a chance to watch this whole match? I watched every minute of every match. (laughs) Wow. Because I didn't want y'all shit talking to me about my opinion. You know what, man? I, it, Mike, I give you wow. respect. As somebody that was uh, in, in this day and age, um, a lot of people, when they are opposed to somebody, don't take the time to actually yeah. do their research and look into something in the argument. No, that, it's, all, it's all everybody seeks out confirmation bias. Correct. Yeah. So that's why I didn't even mention when Eddie did his tope, he hung his foot up and botched it. Cookie didn't mention it either. Well, but no. yeah, it's one of those things where you, where you, you seek out confirmation bias to, to kind of look for. No, I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch this. In fact, I don't, the only one I rushed was my match. And, and you know, I, I appreciate that. And, and I, I see you I, and I, I, I acknowledge you, Mike. I really appreciate it. But yes, Cookie, I watched. Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to acknowledge you. But good God, man. Good God. Not Eddie. Anybody but Eddie. Even if you would have said, like, Goldberg, I would have been like, yeah, yeah. That's an easy fucking one, man. (laughs) It's not a a fucking common take. It's a hot take. (laughs) Fine. All right. Fine. Mike, I still got a question. Michael A. Smith over here. Wait, say that again. We got Michael A. Smith over here. Yeah. Maybe it's Michael Bayless. (laughs) <laughs> Is it Michael yeah. Bailey? Don't no. I got one hot take, and it's not even a hot like it's not even like an aggressive take in the sense of like being mean about it. I'm not Skip Bayless saying LeBron James is terrible. Get out of here. Or uh, what, what was huh? Stephen A. Smith saying about the 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 uh, the Cowboys last week? He did like this whole Ooh. production because he hates the Cowboys. So yeah, because he's a big Steelers fan. Oh yeah, he's a huge Steelers fan, and he's from New York, which is kind of weird, but whatever, I guess. Anyway, uh, Mike, how did you feel about their stretcher technique? The stretcher it actually was better than uh, most that we see. I did appreciate that um, they didn't strap his hands down. And so when, when you get the, the camera shot of them loading him into the ambulance, his hand <laughs> flops out, and you see the EMT like trying to get it back. Um, I Honestly, guy might have been dead. We don't know. Could have been. He uh, Could have been. That, that guy hit that, was it a tombstone, right? Yes. Um, yeah, the spinning tombstone. Yeah, or it was a pile driver technically. Um, but yeah, no, he hit that clean, man. That guy was knocked out. Damn. Yes, he he sold that thing. I will say this: there was some great selling in this match. Like all the maneuvers, sold the hell out of them. Art Bar laid on the mat for I think twenty minutes after a pile driver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he got up. Art so Bar's a tough son of a bitch. 
He is. He is a tough son of a bitch. But going on to number four, unfortunately, they lost this match. Um, it was sad to see it. But, he, you know, Eddie and Art Bar both had some phenomenal mullets. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. Especially Eddie with the blonde in the back. Like, I might try and do that myself if my hair will actually do that one day. Jesus Christ, we'll Cookie, see. please, for the love of God, grow a mullet. An Afro I might mullet. try and do it. Cookie, An Afro mullet. you would be the king. Grow saying, a mullet. It's not, no, he's already got not grown. He just needs to cut it. He see? just needs to get it cut. I, speaking of mullets, I, last gonna... night at the show... Um, somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, one half of FTR cash Wheeler has a great mullet. Like a, that's a part of his, his, it's like a professional. Mullet. It's a mullet. You could rock at work. Right. So last, <laughs> if, if you work a white, college, right, right, right. He's been trying to like grow it out a little bit and kind of make it nice. Uh, somebody left, um, in the locker room, curl activator in there. And he was like, trying. <laughs> So, so casually, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody had left it in the locker room, and he's like, "Do you think I could put this in my mullet?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, do it." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's what I need to activate the mullet. Yeah, you need mullet activator. Oh, Aaron, we're gonna make this happen. Yes, we're gonna make this happen. Cookie, you look fresh For as sure. fuck, man. <laughs> like you get somebody to fade out your sides. And just take it high. Do a high top Afro mullet. Oh, my God. It would look like an Egyptian Ooh. headdress. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> it would. That's a very accurate like statement right there, Mike. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, if you don't like it, you can braid it down, and it'll look fine, too, that way. Yo, Cookie. Ooh. We've derailed this. Thing. Cookie, <laughs> I just want you to know, I looked it up, and black man mullet is a thing on Google, and... Um, It, it, it's uh-huh. actually called the shag. Uh, it was an 80s cut called the shag. It's part fade, part Afro, and a, also known as the black man's mullet. The black man's mullet. Okay, I'm going to look at that. The shag haircut. You let's might see. see me alumni weekend with the shag. Shag haircut. Let, let's see. Let's see. Uh, black man shag. Mm, I, I mean, like, like that's fine. That one looks good. Uh, yeah, some of them yeah, look some of them It's look actually good. a decent little rugby haircut. Yeah, you you'll look like Diaz. <laughs> oh dear God! No, no, you look good. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> anyway, um, black man mullet might happen. It may not. I also might lose my girlfriend if I do this. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll have to, We'll see. Um. Uh, was I, where was I at? Oh, the boys had to cut their mullets off in this match. Unfortunately, they did lose. Uh, Ijo Del Santo went over in this match. No octagon. I think he, yeah, like I said, Tombstone Pile Driver knocked him out. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the end of this match. Did I mean, think it was, it was I just want to say they... Art Bar. But, oh, you go first. Mine's not an actual point. I was just going to say Art Bar, great wrestler, terrible barber. Yeah, great so... clips barber. That's where I was going to yeah, go. Yeah, it was bad. Um, the, like, they gave him, like, child scissors to cut it with. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. aren't, aren't made to cut hair. No, no. It looked like they could have definitely got. But then, like, when uh, 
was it octagon or whatever his name is, like grabs the handful of Eddie's like gold mullet and like holds it in the air like a dead rat. Like I yep. was like grossed out by that. <laughs> oh god, that looks terrible now. <laughs> and oh, he's Maybe it we'll get Davenport on next week to kind of give you some tips. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, a, a mullet growing tips with Davenport to kind of help you out, Cookie. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally fine with that. Um, uh, and the last point, boys, uh, Eddie was okay in this match. This was not his best match by any means. But these two as a tag team, straight money. Absolutely straight money. And I don't mean to keep- Love them together. The hearkening back to FTR, but but when FTR uh, traveled to AAA uh, and had their match, they wore the same tr- uh, pants as as the Love Machines. Oh, that's cool! I didn't know that. they had the, but yeah. they did the American flag stuff, and they, they it was all as a tribute to them. So I totally just remember well, something from my segment. Can I bring it up now? Yes. Okay, I did make a two dollar stake Discord. If you know what a Discord is, could you know what Discord is? Yeah, I do. All right. I did make a $2 stake discord. So if anybody would want to like live chat with us while watching a pay-per-view or something like that, not video, we're not going to do video. We'll just do like text or whatever. Um, we might be up for that. We'll kind of t- dip our toe into it. You got to have to DM us and let us know though. Yeah. I, ha- I have no clue about this. Uh, this is a mic project. Uh, so We're trying to expand our reach a little bit. All right. All right. We'll, we'll work on that. The discord thing. Uh, and one other thing, I looked it up. Uh, Eddie did wrestle in college. Okay, see, yeah, that's why him he was Brock. a collegiate wrestler. Yes. Him and Brock looked like they knew what they were doing. Scholarship. Mike, I don't get it. He was a scholarship athlete. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good athlete, man. And you, said, you said you hate him. You said he was fucking I terrible. Not, I never, ever said that. Wind that tape well, back. My- Wind it back. I'm not. No, no, that I, takes too I, much. I called him a bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You call him a bologna sandwich, which is trash to most people. Oh, I God. like bologna. Yeah, it's delicious. Anyways, uh, Cookie, how many cookies do you give this match? I give this match a solid four. A solid okay. four cookies because yeah. I was very entertained. All right. Very entertained for 30 minutes. Well, we've only got one more match left. And may I, at this point, I think that uh, – I, I'm giving up hope. Uh, Mike has lost the first two rounds. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to yeah. come back in the third. Hey, man, two out of three. We're two. They're just not excellent. R.I.P. Meatloaf. <laughs> uh, for the high spot this week, uh, you just had a child. I the did. custody of this child. <laughs> and so so this one really, uh, I, I remember this batch. I remember when the storyline was going on. It was hilarious. But now being a father, it resonates <laughs> deeper. <laughs> so this, this has reshaped your views. And now you identify more with Rey Mysterio as he is as he's fighting I was pulling for Rey so hard. Oh, and you're cussing Eddie the whole time. You're like, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, especially if you know the storyline, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so uh, Ray, Ray raised this kid. He may not be his biological father. You know, that's but right. he's his real father. You that's know? right. You know, he's he's the one that's been showing him how to lock up and do Hurricane Rana's and tumble and uh, probably took him to get that nice bleach blonde hairdo, uh, which I had the same hairdo 
uh, a few years before, but you know, I was a little ahead of the trend, but I did like Dominique's hairstyle. Yeah. Um, so I was setting up this match by Katie. My wife was sitting in the living room with me, uh, holding the baby. And of course, Taz, (laughs) Taz is on the mic uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Cole. Michael Cole. <laughs> uh, and they're they're setting up the storyline, and she goes, "Are you serious?" <laughs> she's like, "Yes." She's like, "No, stop, get out of here." Are they? Are they? What's the storyline? And then, <laughs> you know, they talk about the social uh, social worker ringside, and that the custody papers are hanging in the briefcase above the ring. <laughs> One man must use the ladder to get the custody papers, and that's, that's right. I will like, say. They did a great job of of painting the history and the story. So I knew what was going on coming into it. Uh, Yes, it was good. It's a good little setup. I I believe that that very nicely. This may this may be and I I don't know because I don't know every single wrestling match that's ever happened. This may be the only time that the custody of somebody's child was on the line in <laughs> a ladder what, match. I, I tweeted that out, too. I said, you know, what was the judge thinking? Yeah. Like, when that, he decided trial by ladder match. <laughs> and that, also, that, like, should this social worker be fired? Like, yes. Yes, pretty much so. Yes, 100%. I mean, letting a child run into the ring, a wrestling ring? Yeah. A dangerous wrestling ring? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, this is a matter for the courts. <laughs> the one to 100%. So, honestly, for this, we should have called our friend uh, Dicknick, who is a uh, family, family lawyer and, and, and gotten some, you know, legal counsel on, on all the, the legalities of, of this matchup. So anyways, we're talking about one uh, Eddie Guerrero taking on Rey Mysterio for the custody of Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Tolbert, take it away. Yeah, SummerSlam 2005, great year. I wasn't watching much wrestling at this time, but I was cruising through from time to time, and I remember the storyline well. I think everybody does um, because it was hilarious. Uh, so pretty much how it goes is Eddie is the biological father, but he gave up those rights a long time ago, and he's just been living a life on the road like a true essay. Uh, Ray Mysterio <laughs> is a working-class luchador, which took him under his wing and uh, – has been raising his son, which knows him as dad. Uh, so <laughs> who came are. up with this story was like, yeah, this will, this will fly. Yeah. This is going to be great. <laughs> so, I just yeah. really want to quickly point out that during this time, Eddie was wearing that I'm your poppy shirt and yeah. it was fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, both uh, both wrestlers are looking like a million bucks. They're in great shape. They, they start off this match like, wrestling like i mean they they sell it dude they put their bodies on the line for this match there's several times where i'm honestly like going like oh dude what the hell uh i think ray almost breaks his ankles at least three times yes um i don't know how eddie's mc and acls are still intact i don't know how his knees and ankles are still intact after this either um i mean right off the bat you get eddie just like almost shoot punching <laughs> eddie right in the face yes <laughs> right off the bat dude we've got guillotine leg drops on ladders dude it's insane they go right I don't waste any time going at it and i don't know how the crowd had any energy left after this match because every other move it's the crowd on their feet screaming um, and they don't quite know who to go for either. It's a really interesting dynamic in the match because half the time they're with Eddie, half the time they're with Ray. And it's just, it's insane. That, can we just get it out of the way? The crowds were a bunch of dickheads in this yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. But and, and it just turns into like a ladder spot show, but they tell the story well, and it's really well done. I mean, we you just got insanely high spots. So you got a, uh, it, it turned it's the first big move it's kind of a botch but ray tries to uh do uh 
um, a sunset flip off the top of the ladder and powerbomb Eddie and kind of gets caught up. But the way he recovers, um, he powerbombs the hell out of Eddie. Uh, and that's not the first one of these we will see. Uh, we'll see another one towards the end that's just absolutely brutal. Um, you see, <laughs> you see Eddie just get thrown onto a ladder that's been propped up onto another ladder and almost breaks his back. I mean, it's just insane, dude. This match is nuts. I'm sure a lot of you watched it, uh, but one of the greatest ladder matches I've, I've seen in a long time. And I, I rank it up there pretty high as well. Um, at one point, Eddie is going to get the custody papers and uh, Dominique runs into the ring. He's going to shake his, his <laughs> biological father off the ladder, uh, but he's not quite strong enough. He's also scared. He didn't even move the ladder. So he can't even move it. And I love how Nothing Michael happened. Cole kind of uh, recovers. You know, he's like, oh, look, he's not strong enough to move it. Like, the kid's just scared shitless and he's in front of 60,000 people right now. <laughs> and yeah, millions and millions exactly. of people watching it up. Well, and he's like, he's kind of like a short chubby Dominic at the time. Yeah. You know? He's like, I, yeah. I said, I said in one of my tweets that that was the moment he, he decided he was going to become an athlete. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. he didn't yeah. even budge the ladder. But Eddie comes down, shaking his finger at him, literally um, tells him that he's his real daddy and it's time for him to be a man essay. Um, he's going to teach him a lesson. And just as he rears back to smack the shit out of him, Ray Mysterio grabs his hand and starts beating the crap out of Eddie. He's like, you're not going to hit my son. Um, and then from now we know what, uh, you know, Eddie beats his kids. Right. Yeah, Confirmed. Firmly. Full open hand slaps. Um, the match continues with more brutal, brutal ladder spots. Um, at one point, Eddie pins Ray under the ladder so he can climb it and Ray's stuck. And, and you think Eddie's going to win here when his wife, Vicky, runs into the ring and goes, you know what? I, I don't I don't want to be a stepmom. <laughs> you're doing, and you're doing this for all the wrong reasons. And uh, ends up pushing him where we get a, a, a kind of a hanging spot. Eddie's hanging from the briefcase, briefcase up top. Ray pulls his leg down and he hits so hard. This is where I thought he actually broke his leg Yeah, uh, when he fell down. It made me gasp. Uh, and this is after uh, Ray does like a, a hanging spot from, <laughs> from the briefcase as well. Um, anyway, uh, eventually Ray wins custody uh, and, and takes little uh, <laughs> Dominique home. Back to where <laughs> uh, and I, I don't think Eddie, I think they mentioned Eddie has never beaten Ray inside the ring as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was like kind of like a big deal as well. Yeah. So uh, but great ladder match. I don't really care too much for the storyline, but the ladder match itself is amazing. So as a father, you, you approve. Do, do you feel like it, it, it's like the King Solomon's dilemma uh, dilemma? Like, yeah. do you feel that the right parent won? I do. Eddie was definitely in it for the wrong reasons. And that's, that's why right. his wife uh, intervened. She's like, you know what? You're this is this is not right. You're just doing this to break up the Mysterio family, because at the time, uh, Eddie's character, he took advantage of every situation he could just to stir up shit within the company. Correct. Yeah. So so I, I don't want you to be like that father, Tolbert. I want you to be. No. <laughs> I will always be a Ray Mysterio. <laughs> you know, what? I should have, we should have done this episode like maybe like December 21st <laughs> or something, you know, right before just to give you something to, to grow on when <laughs> right before you have that. Job. Oh, well, I'm sure we can find some more custody battles within the WWE or <laughs> yes, universe for yes, sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, Tolbert, uh, hit me with that haiku. All right, here we go. 
Eddie beats his kids. <laughs> Eddie wants that SS check. <laughs> Ray brings it on home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Eddie just wanted that check, man. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it, it was a fun one. To- uh, Tolbert, thank you so much for that haiku. Mike, uh, have your thoughts and, and have, have changed at all? Um, honestly, my Jesus Christ, he's going to say no. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So where you guys make him watch my match, Varda, make him watch my match. He, did. Watched, he watched all the matches. All okay. of you guys, you guys are putting words in my oh, mouth. God. I respect and appreciate Eddie Guerrero as a worker and a wrestler. I, he's entertaining. Oh Don't get me wrong, but I feel like a lot of what you guys are experiencing is that nostalgia and the missed opportunities that happened. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it just is. It's good wrestling. It's, it's, he's a great character. It just doesn't do it for me. All right. Anyways, Mike. Wow. Did not learn a thing. This is like <laughs> one of those fucking television. This is a sitcom. There was no stakes in the game at this one. Anyways, uh, next week, do we, do we want to do a Brock Lesnar, a Rey Mysterio, or do we want to go full on Lucha next week? I'm well, Aaron, next week is also Royal Rumble. So don't forget that. Oh, the Royal Rumble. You know what, boys? We might have the annual 15-minute Royal Rumble uh, recording next week. Yeah, we, we might have to do that. We, we might have the abbreviated Royal Rumble. But then after that, do we want a Brock Lesnar? Tolbert, you want a Lucha? Uh, I, we haven't done some Lucha in a long, 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 long time. All right, we, we might have to do a Lucha. That means that Tolbert's probably going to get minis. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> A lot of little frogs. Yeah, he might get uh, Kimonito, who is one of my favorite uh, professional wrestlers of all time, who is a little man, little little Chewbacca. He looks like anyways. Thank you for listening to two dollars steak, a pro wrestling podcast.